Welcome to CCC Talks, empowering IT and business professionals in their digital transformation journey. Find all the latest tips, tricks, and strategies at our blog and resource center at cloudcredential.org. And now our host, CCC Managing Director, Mark O'Loughlin. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody joining us today. Uh, my name is Mark O'Loughlin. I am the Managing Director of the CCC, the Cloud Credential Council. It's great to be here. Um, joining us on today's CCC Talks are members from the CCC Global Expert Panel. Now, as the name suggests, uh, these folks are a panel of global experts who contribute to the CCC in various ways uh, in the development, delivery, and the promotion of good practice for all things digital uh, services and technologies. And that includes areas such as cloud, big data, IoT, blockchain, AI, and so forth. So it's great to have you all here on this session. Um, I'm just going to ask you briefly to introduce yourselves for our listeners in about 30 seconds from the top there. Jurian, I'll just uh, over to you for 30 seconds. Okay, thank you, Mark, for the introduction. Okay, uh, Jurian Burgers, I am a cloud service management consultant for three days in a week helping IT organizations go into the cloud and make the best out of it there. And two days in a week, I am a, a trainer for professional cloud service management and IT service management and IoT. So these three are the lines where I do training. And for three days in a week, I'm the consultant in the same field work. That's it, basically. Fantastic, so right at the call face there, fantastic. Uh, Brian, again, uh, briefly a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Brian O'Connor. I work for QA Training in the UK. Uh, my job title is technical team lead and principal technologist, and I have responsibility for hybrid and multi-cloud environments and specialize actually in VMware. Fantastic. Uh, and that hybrid word there, that might pop up in a few minutes. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, Peter? Hi, my name is uh, Peter van Eyck, and about 10 years ago, we started the development of what's now called Cloud Technology Associate, or then it was called Cloud Essentials. Since then, I've built up a business as a cloud trainer, and I was probably one of the most experienced cloud trainers worldwide since then, focusing on cloud and cloud security. Uh, as of last month, I am a part-time associate professor uh, at the University of Utrecht of Applied Sciences in, guess what, cybersecurity and cloud. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. I, I had heard a notification of that. Congratulations on that appointment. Uh, I think they're in good hands there, I think so. Great. And Gary, yourself? Uh, good evening from Perth in uh, in Western Australia. Um, my name is Gary Duffield. I work for an organization called DDLS. We're also a learning partner. We are the only multi-cloud training provider in Australia, able to offer Google Cloud, uh, AWS, and Microsoft Cloud training, as well as the Cloud Credentials Council courses as well. We're also the largest idle provider. Um, cybersecurity is my current pet thing. I have a little mission to be the number one cybersecurity provider in Asia. Fantastic, fantastic. So best of luck with that. I'm um, sure you will achieve that. Um, as we've heard some mention there of hybrid cloud, multi-cloud, a lot of this cyber, there's a lot of overlay there, even mention of idle, so we might get on to some of that uh, shortly. Um, to kick things off in this session of CCC Talks, um, we're going to focus initially on uh, the report we've just released. So our CCC Global Digital Skills Survey 2019. Um, in there, we've uh, identified three critical findings uh, and also eight 
supplemental findings as well. Um, and they've looked at a broad spectrum, but we focused on areas we remember as C, I and O, culture, individual and organization. And the impact of all this technological change driven by cloud and then all these new cloud-based services. Um, so I think with today's guest, we're going to look at some of these findings, explore them a little bit more and see um, uh, what insights we can glean. Um, to open things up, uh, the impact of change now, it's been driven by all this new IT technology cloud. We've seen this all over the years, but there's an impact on uh, the organization that then impacts people, that impacts culture. From your experiences with the organizations you're working with, um, how are you seeing that affect the people side of things within organizations? Uh, I think if I say, I think it's easier than ever before to adopt technology. You, with an ID and password, you can get into all sorts of software as a service, which is quite easy. But the impact of that trickling down either through the business or into the IT function, um, uh, what we're seeing is an impact on people. Um, any comments on that from your experience, from what you're yeah, seeing? This is, uh, this is Brian. Yeah. So what we're seeing is we're seeing that with people moving more towards cloud-based technologies, we're finding that uh, a lot of people are resisting the change. So okay, yeah. They're not wanting to store data in the cloud because they think it's unsecure. They're also finding as well, so like they're not sure if they're being spied on by senior management. So well, we're seeing that. Um, that's what we're seeing when we get people coming on our courses. It's the, the fear of change more than anything the, else. Yeah, I think fear of change, but also I think, as you said in there, uh, there's a trust element as well, I think, isn't there? Yeah. Do I trust this cloud or this software or this thing, first of all, from where mm -hmm. data is stored? And I think ultimately, do I trust this will probably do what I'm doing today in the future? There's an element yeah. there as well. We've got well do we trust we've got the skills to, to do this brave new move over to the cloud? You know, if, if you think back three years ago, we yeah. were all rushing out and getting our latest version of Windows Server. Well, yeah, I can tell you now, we haven't we haven't sat somebody on a Windows Server course in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that has sustained. I've worked in learning for 30 years for QA with Brian back in the day and now with DDS. Yeah. You know, Windows yeah. Server courses sustained, as soon as Novell disappeared, it sustained all business. Every three years, new version would come out. Da, 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 da. Well, well, no, there aren't any new server courses. And the skills I've got, are they relevant? Do, do they work? Should I be going to the cloud? What is the cloud? Yeah. Will the cloud will the cloud displace me? What skills do I actually need in this in this brave new world? So we've actually seen a tilting towards, uh, I'll say, softer skills, where techies are not only getting the technical cloud skills, but also things like idle skills and cloud credential skills, um, mm -hmm. just yeah. because doing the Windows Server course, or, or in my day, the NetWare 3.12 <laughs> course, um, you know, that, that, that fulfilled and that, that provided all the skills yeah. that you need. You got three years life out of that. Well, th those days are gone. You genuinely need a learning plan now as opposed to sit on this course, see you in three years. I think that's fantastic, Gary, because that's one of the challenges in the organization when you go into the HR department or the learning and development department is do they even understand the impact where, you know, to go to senior management, we need budget for learning plans for people. No, no, no they, they tend not to understand it. And, and the one big change that's come yeah. out of that, and, and I don't know if Brian's got some commentary of the other guys, but we've seen in the Australian market a huge uptake on certification, the validation that you've actually got some skill, you know, 
hey, you're not going near my data center unless you've got the ticket. You're not going near the cloud unless, unless you've got the piece of paper. When I arrived yeah. in Australia eight years ago, certification wasn't a thing. No, yes. I actually I actually cannot fulfill the demand for, for people doing exams. We don't make much money on it, to be fair. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's only a finite number of seats that we want to have. Um, yes. But I have more supply than demand, uh, more demand than, well, you know what I mean. I've got more people <laughs> wanting to do the certs. <laughs> it's late. Yeah. It's nearly midnight in Australia. That's all oh, yeah, you can get a pass on that, Gary. Yeah, I think I think we, we get it. Yeah, I think that that's very interesting. I mean, Peter, from our point of view on the server side of things, we're, yeah. we're seeing very few people now coming on server courses, but we're seeing a lot of people coming on system center courses. So it's shifting from actually installing the operating system to actually managing the operating system and getting that return on investment. Absolutely. One of the biggest things is a session I do um, myself and I talk about where we're dismantling this IT factory that we've built over the last uh, 20, 30 years, because we're not building a lot of the low level infrastructure anymore. We're sitting things on infrastructure as a service and platforms and, and software like that. that. We don't need to do that piece as much as we used to. We're not doing the build bit. But we're certainly doing the integration bit and the run bit a lot more and a lot differently as well. Um, yep. Peter, from from your perspective there as well. Um, now I know you're, you're new to university, but um, uh, I'm also interested if you have any comment on how universities are looking at this change in the marketplace and change in people's requirement and skills, or are they just in general sense, not necessarily your university? Well, that, that, that's a that's a bit of a harder question uh, to to answer right now because, I, as I said, I well, I didn't say that, but uh, in line with what you're saying, uh, the universities don't necessarily have a catch-up program for this. We're trying to find our way into that. Um, my the other side of my business is actually uh, cloud and cloud security training, um, and from that perspective, I have a slightly more direct uh, perspective on on who's actually uh, doing sure. this stuff, and I see a couple of groups of people being involved in that. So uh, architects and advanced developers really don't care too much about the skills because they pick them up um, as they go. Uh, however, they're not necessarily doing that in, a, in, in an optimal way. So we don't see those people much on, on the courses that I work on. What is a huge uptake on is across the board, um, more risk assessment people who are suddenly being swamped with uh, with cloud stuff that they basically don't understand very well, and they also have to deal with uh, the fact that the even the IT guys who are supposed to understand this uh, don't really understand that. Uh, so that's where there's a, there's a, there's a huge uh, uptake yeah. uh, of both uh, introductory cloud stuff as well as more advanced cloud uh, security stuff, and and that really is stalling the the enterprise. Now the more advanced ones, uh, some of my um, in my practice are like like banks who are now running literally hundreds of DevOps teams that from a security team assessment perspective are basically clueless. And um, these, these people are, are, uh, are trying to think of, uh, so the risk assessment teams are now thinking, how do we get these hundreds of the DevOps teams aligned towards the risk mm -hmm. assessment that they should be doing? And they're devising complete training programs for that, but that's still, uh, pretty immature, and as far as I can see from a university perspective, we're, we're um, you know there's just a couple of years of, of training that you can give people at a university, um, and we're just you know trying to get into the position where we can actually deliver people who are first in that. It probably takes a little bit more than that. So mm -hmm. it would be really cool to have some uh, perspective on, on of the other panelists on uh, what really are the skills uh, that are both required as well as in demand, which is not necessarily the same thing. 
Yeah, okay, we'll come on to that. I think that that's very interesting. To close off on the people side there, Jurian, from your experience with uh, the coalface, as you said, at customers as well, um, what do you see in the impact? Some impact, no impact, big impact? Oh, absolutely. Well, there is an interesting impact going on right now. I mean, that's on the surface management uh, field of work. At IT, we are always very good at covering up and now we cannot do it anymore. We have to change. And what I see is that running practices are confronted with their own lack of control. They <laughs> don't have proper control. They're used to cover it up. But nowadays, since we have to uh, change our practices within change management, financial controls, etc., um, well, we, we, we need to open up and say, okay, we were not in control at our from a service management perspective, and we need to change this into cloud service management. So they have to open up, and from the idle guidance, like start where you are, well, this starting point is not always clear yet. So they have to do double work, do their yes. proper yeah. configuration management, and then go to the cloud configurations. So that's also interesting to see IT organizations, they have to transform and, uh, well, to uh, open up their running practices again. Just yeah, to reinvent their processes. Yeah, I, uh, someone, I won't get this right, but somebody said to me before, it's like we're on a ship in the middle of the ocean, the back of the ship's on fire as we're going forward. We've got to rebuild the ship as we're on the ship, trying to deal with the fire to yes. end up with the new ship that will take us with, to... With all the holes and accidents that we have on the ship, we need to repair those as well as going <laughs> new directions. Yeah, and, and, and mind the icebergs as well. Fantastic. I think we've I think we've touched on a little bit of this, but one of the key, uh, the critical findings from the CCC report, I'm glad we found this, um, is... The challenge in organizations and for IT professionals is they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think, you know, we, we'd be familiar with this, but to, to find it in a survey that we did was really, really good on one hand um, because we can talk about it and try and help people understand what it means. But for organizations and individuals suffering from this, it's very difficult because how do you fix behaviors and uh, skills gaps when you don't know that you don't know you have them. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. Do Do you see that as a big? Uh, well, I I would imagine that you see that as a big problem out there. But is it one of the harder problems that we have? There's lots of, uh, from a training perspective, uh, upskilling we said is so vital at the moment. But if people don't know that they need this stuff, one of the examples I use is a thing called Cloud Challenge. Get 10 people, put them in a room, ask them three words, and you expose this. What are the three words? What is cloud? What is cloud, or you yeah. Could, yeah, I love it because you get 10 different answers until you can put the context. That's where the CCC comes in with the portfolio. We try and address that. But um, mm -hmm. You could you can do it in ten different answers. I think I think you're doing exceptionally well. You know, I, I think if you ask the question, "What's Microsoft Office?" the answer is, "There's no such product." If you ask, "What Azure is?" there's no such product. Those are just suites. AWS. They're just suites of other capabilities. So, yeah. so when you said you don't know what you don't know, again, I mean, I, I'm guilty of living in the past sometimes. But two, three, four years ago, nobody was talking about machine learning. 
Yes. Nobody mm-hmm. was talking about nobody was talking about AI. If you had networks, so generally you've got an F drive and you're sharing a printer. And now we're talking about building, you know, multimodal services in data centers on the other side of the world that are going to listen yeah. to videos, index it, and put closed captions on and let you search it in real time. Tilt. This is science fiction stuff. That you know that that wasn't stuff that we've prepared the generation of IT pros who are in the market today for. This is mm-hmm. net new capability, net new skill. So not only yeah. do you not know what you don't know, you don't know what there is to know because there's just so, and you don't need all of this stuff. You know, it's the old, nobody uses more than 5% of PowerPoint. Yeah, how much of cloud are we using? Half the world doesn't know what Format Painter does. You know, how, how, much, of, how much of cloud is baked in? And we're going, oh, I didn't know it did that. Really? Seriously? We, we, can, we can log in with our fingerprints, with our, with our uh, yeah. retinal scans yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's, a brave, it's a brave, brave, brave new world. It, it is what I'd like to think. From a so point of view, is when people are coming on courses now, and we're explaining them, things change by the minute. Yes. And they're coming in and say, "Why are you on the course?" And they're like, well, "I don't know why I'm on the course. I just got sent on the course." Yeah. So, well, what are you going to use the cloud for? Oh, we don't know what we're going to use the cloud for. That's down to the managers. So, and say yeah. hello to Yvonne yeah. there for us as well. People just don't realise how big the cloud is and what the cloud can be useful. That's a big thing, yeah. And I think it's a big challenge for organizations or, as Gary's saying, the fear of do we have to use it all? I think there we're at the the industry we're in at the moment is we at least should have in organizations and individuals a base level to understand what this stuff is. For example, Gary, you mentioned um, machine learning and AI. A big thing at the moment with AI as to the, what AI is actually today against what it's sold as. The stuff that's being sold in, under AI banner is like science fiction. The practicalities today is far from AI. I think it's a good marketing term. So if we understand at a base level the capabilities today of AI and machine learning and what you know robotic process automation really is, we'll probably do better things with it than you know this uh, science fiction type view of, of these technologies, I think. Well, that wasn't actually my wife that just wandered behind me. That was machine learning and AI in, in operation. She, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not really here. But, but you're absolutely right. You know, where, where we are today against where we'll be tomorrow. I mean, our RPA, yeah. robotic process automation, it's like I started using that in routine conversation now. What you know? Yeah. What, what what even is it? Why, why do we need it? So so it's not just in the skills of the people. It's in the skills of the people who are selling these solutions. And then we get into that common language as a, even a base. And we had this with cloud for the last 10 years, everybody having different views. You pick up those magazines, uh, sales brochures, everybody has a different understanding of what it is. So it's no wonder people are. Well, as it should be, in a way, you know, with any innovative development, uh, you actually want to have different opinions and perspectives and views on what you want. However, you know, of course, I am guilty as charts. I have my own perspective on cloud, um, and and uh, and it's pretty broad, I think. And this is you know, where we're getting in all kinds of courses as, as the most immediate feedback is, uh, oh boy, I didn't know it was this big. And, yeah. uh, and you know, maybe to drive the point home uh, is that uh, people say, let's move our stuff to the cloud, or or, or let's move it back. That's another thing that and another idiotic idea that i hear a lot of times because what a lot of people fail to understand is that the cloud is 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 what happens if you 10x or 100x all the it that you have right now Um, and and the only way to actually run that is to externalize it 
And once you have like 100 times your current IT, then you'll you pretty easily understand that there's no way that you can run that back in your data center again. Uh, it's that basic. And, and the fact that we're industrializing IT on, a, on an unprecedented scale is, is what, what, what a lot of people fail to understand. Um, and then that's, uh, I, I guess, one of the, the more fundamental uh, uh, you know, things that people don't know. You know, it's yeah. like stand yeah. back, Eve, I don't know how big this is going to be. It's, yeah. it's, it's IT on an on unprecedented scale that's, that's totally impossible to run in, in your own data center, however big it is. Yes, I love that phrase, industrializing IT. I think that's where we are. You've got this idea of commodity cloud, that kind of stuff, which is great. We've moved on, but it's it's not just cloud now. It's all the other technologies and services that are built on top of it. The industrialization of IT, that's a massive yeah. change. Massive yeah, change. I see this uh, beyond the IT, of course. Um, I mean, AI is in research for, for many, many years already. It's about the adopted technology that comes in. But to make this very good one-liner in the CCC courses, like even within the IT, we, we don't know what we don't know. And there was this phrase like, um, if, if cloud is an instrument, uh, DevOps engineer is the musician that plays it. I don't know who wrote it, but it's, it's valid even within IT we still are surprised by all the promises that it holds. And mm, so yeah. you guys need to learn to play the new instruments, the new cloud as an instrument. I, DevOps engineers. I like, I like I like that, Yuri, and um, I like that uh, DevOps is the musician. So who's going to look to be the conductor? Will that be the service management folks or somebody else? Oh, well, I, I, yes, I they hope, have it's, the, the, I hope it's the business. Oh, yeah, it's the changing <laughs> IT role, so there, there goes governance in place, yeah. which is also a new way of working, new way of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I like your DevOps point because uh, I, I think it, it sort of also talks to uh, one really common misunderstanding that that cloud is about uh, is about putting your stuff in somebody else's computer. DevOps, yeah. you can do DevOps on your own kit, but you have to adopt a cloud frame of mind to actually run DevOps. Uh, and then you'll find out that you have a choice whether to run it on your own kit or somewhere somewhere else. But cloud, yes. so DevOps really fundamentally requires cloud characteristics. Um, and 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 but then you know we're not talk necessarily talking about Amazon or or Google to run that on. Although if you scale it up, then it will. But that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, and to finish that, I think um, what you were saying, and to your point, Peter, that yeah, you, I think you're quite right. The business should be the conductor of this uh, this new music. My personal view is that the IT department or function should be part of that business group that's doing the conducting, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Um, yeah. I think that that's a missed point at the moment that uh, are IT leading in this conversation in their organizations? Are, the, are, are they not? Um, what I see is that they still don't understand these technologies from a business perspective, from an as-a-service perspective, from all this change that we're, we're talking about. They're still looking at it as technology, which I think isn't the right way to go about it today. Uh, Peter, you said it, we're industrializing IT. It's like the car. I have no idea how my car works, but I know how to drive it. And it gets me to places of value that, that means something to me. Um, yeah. You know, so it's nice you use the car metaphor because uh, one of the metaphors that I use for cloud is is the car manufacturing industry, 
where uh, like, like even a large car manufacturer doesn't even know the details of some of the technical components that are in there because they've outsourced it to yeah. some other company that does the, uh, the detailed engineering production of that. 80% of the value of a car is not produced by the car manufacturer, it's, but it's outsourced. And this is the way we develop, IT, or we will be developing IT. And the IT department, if they're lucky, will be the 20%. Uh, and definitely not the 80%, but maybe if they're unlucky, then somebody else in the company will be the 20% and they will be sort yes. of sidetracked into maintaining all legacy stuff uh, and then sort of uh, you know grow old and die off and all that stuff. <laughs> well, I, 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 I hate to make your metaphors, but um, yeah. you know there, there are organizations who are, who are kind of you know using Ubers rather than the carpools and there are orchestras springing up in the sales department yeah. that we're blissfully unaware of. You know, I, I forgot what undercover mm-hmm. IT, I think they call it, don't they, where you know, the sales department yes gone off and deployed um you know some marketing solution that's cloud-based they don't they don't think of it as cloud they think of it as the thing that they use to manage their customers but yeah, the reality exactly. is it, it, it's a cloud-based it's a cloud-based solution and it you know hopefully they're on top of that but they can be blissfully unaware oh uh, yeah, we, we call we have a phrase for that we call it disintermediation bypassing the it function yeah. to bring in say yeah. say SaaS, and then say in your case gary the salespeople go down to it and say make that work with single sign-on and security on this other stuff major IT headache if you're lucky yeah wouldn't yeah. wouldn't that be better for the it function to say to sales we have these six offerings that work with our systems that you can use which would you like We've agreed the contracts and the terms and conditions. We know how it all works. We can integrate it, that kind of stuff. And and here's the value. It may cost more, but we're not worried about cost. We're worried about value and what we get back from this or how it drives and solves a sales problem. But, but I, think I think it goes full circle to what you said, which was, you know, almost quite insightful. You should write it down. You need a T-shirt with you don't know what you don't know. You know, <laughs> I, have a, I have this conversation with my wife driving home from work all the time. She says, oh, we phoned our IT company because we need we need access to the F drive. Yeah. And, and we can't open the Excel spreadsheet because four people are working on it on the same time. It's like, why are your IT department not talking about, you know, even, even Microsoft Teams where you can all be working on the Excel document at exactly the same time? Yeah. You know, so so if business needs to know that it wants to change, the service providers need to know what those changes are. And those changes, you know, because new technology has been released on a, on a daily basis, nobody mm-hmm. can ever know what there is to know. It's, it's a never-ending story. The rate exactly. of change today is faster than at any time in the history of people on the planet. It, it's it's amazing. Um, leads us on to second finding. Um, it's similar, but I want to hear your views on this. Second finding, we, critical finding we have is that um, organizations now require people and staff to have the ability to acquire new skills, not to necessarily yes. have skills. They need them to have the ability. That's the word here to acquire new skills. Um, be interested in your comments um, on that. Yeah, Peter. I, 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 an interesting thing is that IT people um, potentially have those skills if they are not sidetracked by their management. A, a couple of years ago, I was at a university hospital working uh, around here. Like ten thousand people worked there. They had a they re, they talked to me about a report that they had uh, on the change willingness of the staff, and we're talking about the entire university population here working population and, it, and as expected you know when when people get get older their willingness to change decreases except for the IT people uh, and for the IT people they, their their willingness to change kind of remained 
constant. Uh, I don't mm. know the exact numbers there. And then yeah. it said, well, you know, it, it, to me, that's obvious. If you if you were 50, 55 and you're in IT, then you've survived like six generations of change yes. already. And you can handle <laughs> number seven and eight easily. Um, and and you know, that's the, the new that that is the new normal in in IT. It's only getting getting worse. And what we're now trying to do is at the university is to to change our uh, or at least some parts of the, the university are doing that. The IT uh, education that is yeah. change that into well, let's let's teach people how to acquire skills rather than cram the current generation of um, of, of the current version of Windows into them or whatever it is. Uh, of course, you still need to work with current technology. But uh, these people uh, should be um, more aware of the fact um, of how they learn, and in particular, how they learn in teams, because that's another pet peeve that I have. Um, you know who'd be helpful here would probably be Brian. I mean, Brian, uh, from what I know of QA, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing apprenticeship, apprenticeships at the grad entry level. So QA as a company now, so we have QA apprenticeships. So we take people from school, from university, and we train them up uh, on apprenticeships. So we're finding a lot of people are now doing digital marketing courses. A lot of people are doing cloud courses. We're doing very little on hardware and infrastructure now. Yeah. So from that point of view. Uh, but what we do try to do with the apprenticeship side of things is we do try to get them to work together as teams. So because unfortunately, young people coming into an IT industry seem to think that Nobody in IT has got any communication skills, and the only skill they require is the ability to be able to look at the phone. So, so we do try to encourage them to work right, more in these days. He says that. Oh, he invented his phone. Yeah. So, so I, that's what I think that industry is changing. Oh, yeah. And what we we'll also do as well as QA, we also have QA high education. So, we run the University of Northumbria, for example, in London. So, we also do uh, master's degrees in cloud computing and cyber security. And, so like project management as well. <laughs> well <laughs> weapons of mass distraction, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, What's that? So, uh, social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there they are. So, yeah. so, I mean, what we're trying to do with the young people is we're trying to teach them not just about the technologies that they're going to utilize, but how those technologies will be used in business. Yeah. Uh, is I think that's very interesting. It's it's not so much here's technology, here's how to use it. It's here's technology, what use will it be for the business? Yeah. Uh, to me, that that's that's very interesting uh, approach to take because that's where this is all going. Um, uh, we've industrialized the technology. We don't need to learn the way we did years ago. As Gary says, nobody's coming in looking for uh, server certifications and all that kind of stuff. But we do need to refocus, I think, looking at how does this technology help the business and how do we understand that? Um, you know, typically in IT departments for the last 20 years, there's been lots of KPIs and measures and all sorts of things based on tickets and SLAs. The business couldn't care less about, to be honest, at the end of the day, or they're certainly not caring about it now. What they do care is, how do I use this technology for the business? Uh, looking at revenue, time to market, uh, maintaining uh, market share, competitive advantage, or even just keeping up with a challenger that's using technology better than them to solve a smaller problem. I think that's that's going to be an interesting one going forward, Brian, I think, um, yeah, uh, teaching not, not, not even just the younger, the apprentices, but even, as Peter, you were saying, the older cohort uh, who have to change now to think about IT from a value perspective as opposed to the nuts and bolts of of, of IT de delivery. I think I mean, that's, that's 
I've come back to the apprenticeship but, side of things now as well. Apprentices can now be up to the age really of 68, which is the retirement age in the UK with the apprenticeship levy. Oh, really? I'm, I'm coming back. back. Sign me up. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> just one second there, Yuri. And so, Brian, just finish on that. I think that's very interesting. That Again, in my head, I would have thought apprenticeships and younger people. Yeah, I need. I've just educated. You've just educated me there to say an apprentice is not age bound, but no, anyway, especially in this, in especially in this industry, fantastic. Yes. So we learn every. That's my one percent learning today, Brian. Thank oh, you. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're dying to get in there. <laughs> Sorry, Urian, were you looking to pop in? Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm wondering what, regardless if it's older or the younger people, what what happens. If you don't have the ability to quickly adapt uh, new skills, not everybody is capable of quickly and agile adapting new ways of working. So are we losing a workforce of people who are not able to be very flexible in their way of learning? That's I seem to get in a lot of Ubers where the people driving the Uber are ex-IT professionals. So maybe, maybe, maybe the answer to your question is... <laughs> they had because to want to know the how the app works. Is is that exactly. our career path? Is that what it is? I should be looking at getting an Uber account sometime soon. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. although no, a little no, flipping, that, that, that's actually true. I do seem to get in a lot of Ubers where the individual driving is an IT pro. Mm -hmm. And we are losing some of our IT specialists. Yes, that, that is it. Now, what happens? I I think we're in danger in that case of losing specialization quickly as well. Um, and I wouldn't be for that yeah. either. I think there is a balance to be found because a lot of these folks that have the specializations also know how to deal with risks and issues and challenges um, that newer folks probably don't have or less experienced have. And I think um, there's a challenge as well across the board in the layering still uh, throughout IT and throughout the business. Again, that middle layer of management being whittled down just based on a cost perspective. Um, last year, I spoke to Robert Shroud. Um, I know he's no longer with us, but um, has fantastic insights uh, on DevOps in the US. And he did a lot of research on this last year. And he was saying that what organizations were doing was, so they've heard of DevOps, they've read the Phoenix Project. They're all now doing DevOps, just <laughs> You know, it's funny, Gary. Um, and what they did was, so they hire lots of DevOps people with five or six or seven years experience, which is nonsense to start with, and uh, site reliability engineers. And they um, they removed a lot of the service management layer from their organizations. This was across the US. Uh, and he said their strategy was, we'll put in the DevOps folks. We think they can make us agile. We'll take out the service management folks. We think they're a bit bureaucratic. And where there's gaps, we'll hire a few of the service management folks back. And that's their approach to it. Now, again, uh, as I said to him, Robert, I don't think that's a good approach. And he said, Mark, I'm not here to say whether it is or it isn't. What I'm saying to you is, it's what's happening. So I think yeah. there are those challenges in the organization, and I, I think it's very short-sighted. Um, I'll move on to something else in a second, but one other thing about what we're doing in IT is um, uh, British Airways last year had a bit of a, I think it was last year, had a bit of a problem. They couldn't get their planes out of Heathrow for two days um, because of an IT problem. A couple of years before, the CIO that had come in, uh, he was brought in, I think, in 2013, had made a, an announcement, really announcement to a board of directors and shareholders that he was going to save money by cutting costs in IT. And he stripped out a lot of costs in IT. 
And what happens a couple of years later? They can't take off from Heathrow for two days and it's cost them a lot more than what he saved. So this whole thing about reducing IT and the expertise at the moment, I think is wrong if it's cost-based. We really have to look at specialization. And again, not so much, I think we do require people to now have the ability to acquire skills and we need to help those that can't or don't or won't, or we need to find places for them within the organization because they do have skills that are very relevant, probably not in this in these new areas that are coming out. So, so what I, think I heard very is, that, uh, is that BA are cutting IT costs and they failed to get to the cloud. <laughs> and they had a massive PR disaster and they had massive fines so yeah it cost them a lot of money um, one or two other points here uh, I want to say we found some challenges in organisations becoming more digitally enabled let's say and the report showed I found this fascinating that just under 50% when we added up the metrics um, said that problems were with people and management so about 50% of challenges were related to people and management as opposed to technology. I think that's a very high number. So I think it is related back to some of the comments that you've made about um, the challenges with people. The technology is there. As Peter said, the industrialization of IT is, is very rampant. But um, in your experiences, very quickly, do, do you see that as well? Are we having a, a big people management problem? Um, now, not to go into what we're going to do for next year is to try and uh, identify what those problems are a bit more specifically. But overall, I thought that was a, that, that was a change, whereas previous years, it would have been the technology is the problem. It's very complex. It's very expensive. It's, it's very this. We've all seen that. But it seems to be more people in management. And I think even management not understanding how to even manage people. Well, the cloud, the cloud has democratized. Yeah. The cloud has democratized IT in that, and in, in the sense that it's no longer expensive to to spin up whatever IT service uh, you wish. Um, if I frame it in a in a positive way, is that for some of the workshops that I deliver, the the biggest bang for the buck uh, in companies seems to be to align um, the the uh, the workforce around a common understanding of cloud as a as a concept, um, and that enables their their teams to actually start talking about cloud in a more effective way because everyone and his brother has a piece of the puzzle already you just have to assume that in every company there's a, a ton of untapped potential even for change mm. uh, and that the biggest challenge in in the cloud and digitization uh, era is to to get to, to this new level of understanding that the cloud is a ecosystem of connected services, most of which are not run by you, and um, that the job of everyone is to to extend um, to to let go of the stuff that somebody else can do better, and but then um, take on. Uh, that service to, to the benefit of their own company in which that company is unique, uh, will be unique, and it does require and it's actually essential to, to, to utilize the understanding that the people that were already work there um, to, to uh, leverage cloud capabilities to, to advance the company, but just don't get let, let go of some of your old control so that you can um, spend time on the new control. I like that. We we do have to let go of some of the old stuff, don't we? We do have to let go. Somebody else is looking after it. Doesn't yep. mean we're not important. I think it means we're more important. We have to find a. It gives us a chance to go up what I call the value ladder. 
in the organization. It's not IT making IT. It's IT doing a business view of IT, helping the business. Sure. I like that. Okay. One final thing um, to finish up on. Now, over the weekend, just, just this weekend, I read two separate reports that came my way. First report says that there is a large global um, skill shortage in IT. Would you agree with that or disagree? We'll take that first of all. So do we have a skill shortage today and where might that be? Or are we adequately skilled in the IT sector? Um what do you think, Fury uh, and Brian? Do you have any view? Uh, from my point of view, um, yes, I think there's a skill shortage. Uh, we're finding a lot of um, attacks, shall we say, on cyber. So cyber security is definitely a shortcoming. That's massive, so yeah. we're finding, we're finding that we're not getting a lot of skilled uh, cyber professionals coming through in order to protect the systems and also as well with things moving towards the cloud now. Um, there seems to be a, a bit of a some companies backing off, thinking that the cloud will solve all problems. Uh, and yeah, trying to find yeah. cloud professionals at this point here and going, well, it's IT. Everybody should be able to, everybody should know about this, and they certainly don't. So we're finding yeah. that we're, we're getting a massive uptake on cyber courses now and cloud courses. That seems to be our biggest market now. Mm-hmm. And as Gary mentioned before, we're doing very little on server infrastructure hardware. So, the, yes, because of the changing technologies, we're seeing that. Yuri, and yes, you're... Yeah, of, of course, I'm in favor of the non-technical trainings, uh, which uh, really should have a takeoff. But going into technology training, I think there is a real a large adoption of the platform as a services and the underestimated value that it is within containers. Mm. It's also referred to this level as the containers as a service, as a synonym for platform as a service. Mm. And that really uh, has a promise of, of, of being game-changing. It's so when you compare this to the infrastructure as a service and the dependency that you have on the, the data layer or the infrastructure layer, it can be mitigated by reinventing and redefining software and using platforms. So when you're looking at platform as a service, the containerization containers, whether it's Kubernetes or um, well, all, all the others out there and Docker, they are really going to make a big change in the IT landscape and therefore in training. That's my idea from an IT perspective, yeah. And that's that skills gap there. Peter, very briefly from yourself, uh, skills gap, again, you're in education in many different layers. Um, you're seeing a, b- a big wide gap there or even from um, uh, yeah, from, from the Netherlands. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, you know, we have uh, uh, high uh, high-paying jobs around here, not like uh, uh, India or other outsourcing com- uh, countries. Uh, whenever I talk to somebody in the country and says, "Hey, I just have a part-time job at the university," one of the first comments is always, "Can I get one of? You- can I get some of your students?" <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I say you, your students will be able to put an extra premium on their their price there, there Peter. Oh, well, and, it's, it's definitely when I mentioned the words cybersecurity and cloud, they say, "Okay, can I get some of your students?" <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> sorry, Gary. Down in your part of the world, uh, down under there, um, what's it like from a skills perspective in the IT shortage or plenty of? Uh, Oh, I mean, I, I, I think the fact that Australia paid to import me from the UK with my Novell CNE um, kind of suggests there is there is something of a of a, of a skills shortage. Um, but but I actually don't, I don't I don't I, I get on my high horse about this a little bit because when we say skills shortage, we tend to think of people. 
and, yeah. and there is a requirement for more people that, that you know the market in Australia does need more cybersecurity experts. But for yeah. me, when we talk about skills gaps and skills shortages, it's not just about you know net new people entering the industry. It's also about taking that person, you know, me, the NetWare CNE, the guy who's been managing the uh, the Honeywell mainframes for the last fifty million years in a cave. Yeah. It's about providing those individuals with the skills that they need to be relevant today. So it's taking those guys on that journey as well as bringing in in those new people. Yeah, I think it goes back to one of our earlier points there, uh, the ability to acquire these skills, but also the ability for the organization to support the learning perspective. There was a report I read two weeks ago. I, I read a lot of reports, you can tell. <laughs> and um, it was based in Ireland, and they found that 53% of people were paying for their own tech, um, tech courses. Um, mm. Because employers weren't. I thought, this is madness. We have a skill shortage here, not just in people in, in numbers, yeah. but in what the people we have can do. Surely the employer should be part of the solution or but, the employer. But you, the government's you said it, agency. And I'll, and I'll repeat it again. You don't know what you don't know. We've got 150, mm. 200 uh, cloud cybersecurity courses, maybe more. There's, there's yep. several thousand. You know, Having somebody who can create create that content, who can understand, yes. Mark, you want to work in cloud. Tell me what it is you want to do. Tell me what your thinking is. Okay, in order to complete that journey, here's where you start. I don't know where you're going to end because it's going to change because it's going to take you a couple yes. of years to, to get there. But at least yes. let me have and, and, that, and that's where organizations like QA and DDLS will come in in the future. It's no longer yes. a you want a server course, here's a server course. It's yeah. let me understand that you want to be an XYZ, a cloud architect, a cybersecurity guru. Let us start you on that journey. Oh, you know nothing. Let's do some network plus or some cloud plus. Oh, you, I know absolutely nothing. Let's read a book, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, from a point of view, now we don't sell training and more sell solutions. Yeah, yeah. But I think a key thing there was learning paths now as to, uh, like with all this cloud just cl just clicks together or interoperates. I think we need to do that now. It's not focused. One final thing to leave you with. Um, I found another thing and I fished it out from a report. Uh, oh, a report. We've had a report for a little while. Another, that's, that's what I do at the weekend, you know, puts me to sleep. Um, this one said a, a very, very big word was technology is not the problem today. Would you agree or disagree? We'll, we'll end on this one. Uh, Urian, we'll start at the top. Technology is not the problem. But Definitely think? agree. People first. People and practices outside the IT department. That needs radical change. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Radical change here. We're, we're burning down the town. Brian, technology is not the problem. What, what do you say? Yeah, technology is just a set of tools. It's the people that use the tools that are the problem. Yeah. Or the challenge uh, again, but that's uh, I understand. Yeah, Peter, Whitman, never blames these tools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technology is not the problem. What do you say, Peter? Well, technology is the, is the wave that we all ride, um, and we should learn how to uh, ride that wave. That's uh, really the challenge. And uh, especially this part of the world, we need to ride that wave with with teams of people who are who can who can work like like uh, masterminds. Mm, fantastic. And Gary, final word to you there. You know, I'm going to ask. Technology Ooh. is not the problem. What oh, say fun. you? Final, final word. Well, I'm going to finish with a metaphor because it seems only right. You know, if, oh, if fantastic. And it's the orchestra. You know, I think if you think of technology as all the instruments that make up an orchestra, if we put all those instruments in a room, we're yes. not going to get anywhere with them very quickly. Unless you've got the skills to, you know, basically pick up the fiddle and whatever you do with the fiddle to pick up the trumpet and, and blow, um, you, you're, ne you're never going to achieve. So, um, you know, technology is not the problem. It's understanding what you can do with it and how to fly that technology. 
That's fantastic. Gary, we're going to leave it on those fine words. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today on this session of CCC Talks. Big thank you to Urian, Brian, Peter and Gary. Um, We'll um, end today's session. Thank you for joining um, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining this episode of CCC Talks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and walk away with a ton of actionable insights. If this is your first time joining us, this is us extending a personal invitation to you to join other IT and business professionals. So please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or Google Play. If you are struggling in any capacity in your digital transformation journey, contact us. We'd be more than happy to guide you and find you the right certification courses to help you manage the challenges modern businesses are facing. This was CCC Talks. Until next time.